Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hey, I want to tell you about the lab. If you haven't heard, it is wellness. Anywhere you go, you could listen to it like a podcast. Um, they're basically live Zoom classes, but you could listen to them on a run, or you could turn the camera on and engage with them. We have a thriving community of like-minded people trying to live better lives, and it's been amazing. Not only do we have the foundational classes like codependency and and, uh, ch- and trauma and relationships and all that, but we also have a lot of fun classes because it's so hard to make friends as adults, right? So we have tarot card readings, we have soul shower, we have astrology readings. Uh, we're turning wellness into a lifestyle. We're also uh, going to run a retreat soon. So come and hang out with us. Come ride with us. Go to the website to get into uh, the lab and then go download the app. We have a brand new app out with tons of audio. I'm going to give you a discount code um, and this is for a limited time. So if you're listening to this, you could join the lab for only $20. It's like a drop-in fee. For three months, it's $20 a month. Go to tatlab.app. That's tatlab.app. And the discount code is live better. It's case sensitive. So all lowercase, one word, live better. And I will see you in the lab. So I'm recording this voice memo. Don't know if I'll use it. It is currently uh, 8 p.m. I'm in Las Vegas, right at the border of Nevada and California. Just uh, talked to someone who um, was abducted by an alien at uh, age four. And I can't get too much into her story, but has been communicating with aliens and she believes her mission is to educate uh, people on extraterrestrials and, and the things that are greater than us and that we're not the only uh, species in the universe. And, um, you know, I was thinking about um, this whole idea and it's not that uh, it's not about dissecting if there's aliens or not. I actually believe there are. I actually believe that um of course there are other beings right and then not only like uh from a um being able to touch an alien but um you know we could also talk about like dimensional and um almost a spiritual and different ways that other beings can uh intercept collide uh and and communicate with us right so um I mean, why not, right? Like, if you believe in spirits, and, and I have so many stories of, you know, someone coming home after their grandma has passed and the whole house smells like chocolate chip cookies that their grandma used to make and, um, you know, and the oven was off the entire time or, uh, I mean, just my girlfriend, uh, when she was uh, in her 20s, she saw a spirit at the edge of her bed and um, it lingered there for, I think, a few weeks and then eventually left. And so, if that is possible... Uh, you know, then why not other beings in other forms and, and you know, other dimensions and all of that, right? So, especially now uh, with the internet and how that has just 
took the lid off so many things. Um, anything is possible. And I got to say, as a 48-year-old, um, I've come to realize that uh, we know nothing. <laughs> or maybe I should say me. I know nothing. And so I'm open. Um, and I guess, you know, me documenting this is just to share that um, what I got out of this exchange is this uh, shaking of my mental etch-a-sketch in um, everything that I um, has, you know, that I've been taught to believe. Um, it, it's so it's so small and limited, and um, I guess you could say it's a choice, but I choose to be wide. I choose to look through new lenses and see um, or notice uh, when my resi- my resistance is is uh, giving pushback to stories like this or um, you know people who have stories like this and to realize that that resistance is coming from um, society and fear and blueprints and you know my own identity right like if someone tells you that something exists and you don't believe that um, usually it's not just that you don't believe it usually by believing the other person it pulls the curtain or not the curtain the carpet out from under you because it goes against your foundational beliefs right this happens a lot um, when it comes to religion and stuff so um, man it just opened me up and whenever I get opened up like this um, I notice that I feel empowered I don't feel confused and small and afraid I feel um, I feel my ego shrinking and I feel like I'm left feeling wonder right and then there's that uh, connection to back to when the world was big and I think it's a good thing when you feel wonder I think it expands you I think that um, it shrinks your ego and gives you a space for a new insight and ultimately new lenses to see the world and I think that's all part of evolution and growth and so I you know I've been having conversations with people for the last 10 years um, I have more conversations with people than the average person just because of my line of work. And every time you – or the more that you talk to people and hear their stories um, and see the world through their lens, uh, there's no way that that's not going to impact you and, and that there's no way that that's not going to stretch you, right? It's people who don't talk to others and who stay narrow in their own little bubble um, – those are the people that don't grow. Those are the people that are very judgmental and you know refusing to see anything else other than what, what they choose to see. So um, by having conversations with all different people, all different um, with all different stories and, and, and um, ideas and, and, and it just it's a beautiful thing and I think I think that's one of the beauties of um, us as humans is we're meant to collide and be stretched by other people and and that becomes a catalyst for growth anyway just another reminder um on my way home as i drive through nowhere um back to my hotel near the strip um on a friday night at 8 p.m i don't know what day it is feels like i've been here for months there have been some complications but i wanted to start with this thought and it is that uh, all you can eat sushi does not work. All you can eat sushi does not work. 
if you take a giant bucket of raw fish and you're like, go at it, you could have as much as you want. Uh, chances are that it's just going to be disgusting, right? Sushi, but if you take parts of the um, raw fish in that bucket and you make it very pretty and you put the garnishes and, and, and you slice them up really nicely, um, it's delicious, right? And uh, I just said all you can eat sushi and I feel sick to my stomach because I think anything great in this world comes in moderation. And I think that's why uh, being in Vegas, especially on the Strip, um, is not good for me. <laughs> it's not good for my well-being. So here's here's my revelation. Let me tie this in to my story and growth. Um, I have addiction in my blood, and I, uh, whether it's food, it doesn't matter what it is. Anything that shoots dopamine into my brain, um, I I tend. I'm an extremist, right? I. Uh, get obsessed, obsessive about things. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of self control, or at least that's what I what I used to be like. And um, the I haven't been to Vegas that many times, but uh, the, this is the first time that I've been to Vegas. And um, I, and I understand I'm here for work, but I have a lot of downtime and opportunities to go gamble and you know hit the slots, the tables, and I have zero interest in doing that. Like zero, I actually um, forced myself to 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 go and you know go and grab a drink and go check out the the scene. Um, I also have a friend who lives here. I could you know call up a friend. Um, I also realized I have another friend that 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 I I ran into, um, and I didn't I didn't say anything. He was sitting right next to me, and uh, <laughs> this is how introverted I am. I I was like oh I, and he was with a bunch of friends and I think they're here for um uh, probably like a, a a bachelorette party or something, and I said oh I could instantly tap him on the shoulder um have a drink and suddenly I could hang out with uh, him and and his friends you know and be social, but I didn't say a word, uh, got up to pee and just went back to my room. My point is, um. I think it's proof that I have changed. Um, I am old and boring now. No, I have changed in that um, I don't. Uh, I, I I think I'm not interested in vices. I'm not interested in uh, debauchery and uh, eating so much I feel sick to my stomach. I'm not interested in all you can eat sushi. You know, I'm interested in quality. I'm interested in meaning. I'm interested in one-on-one um, -on -one instead of group settings, you know. Um, and Vegas is, is one of those places where it's just um, everything is supersized. And uh, maybe part of this is age and me getting older. But, uh, yeah, I feel... Uh, like a prisoner here. I, f I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I am also grateful at the same time to be here and to be working and uh, doing creative things. But um, this feels like work, you know. And if I was in my 20s and I had a chance to go to Vegas and work, um, any downtime I would be, you know, playing blackjack and, you know, getting into trouble. And, all, and uh, I'm just in my room 
doing a voice memo. And uh, yes, I'm out eating a little bit and drinking coffee, and but I'm working and I'm uh, going for runs. I'm dropping into fitness classes and uh, being quote unquote very boring. And I like it. It feels comfortable. It feels like I've grown. I think it's a sign that um, I have changed because Vegas hasn't changed, right? It's not like Vegas is very so different now. It doesn't fit um, what I'm used to. Vegas is the same. Um, It's me. Anyway, I guess my point is if you put yourself in environments where it had some kind of effect on you before and you realize that environment today has a different effect on you and that environment is the same, whether we're talking about uh, Vegas or – it could be uh, that environment can be um, a group of people. That environment can be um, a school. That environment can be you know any community. Um, it could be family, right? If you notice that there is something different by you being in this environment uh, that's different than before, um, that is change. That is to me that's proof of of growth and evolution and so um put yourself in different environments and notice uh how you respond what comes up um what activates you what doesn't notice all the differences notice your difference in taste you know um taste tempo temperature uh, i'm not talking about the well may, maybe uh you know maybe like literally your temperature but um the temperature of the room um, meaning, notice uh, does it have an effect on you? The energy, the you know, the people around you, and I, I think they could all be uh, die markers for your growth, for change, for evolution. Because I think a lot of times um, we don't really think that we've grown because you know growth, I think, is gradual, and there are moments that you have um, revelations, like I'm having uh, today about. Uh, how different I am um, because in this environment, you know, I'm not responding in the way that I used to. I'm not gravitating toward things that I used to. Um, Vegas has less power over me. <laughs> uh, usually Vegas would tug on all my uh, weaknesses, but um, yeah, it's, it's almost like it's almost like um, the day after um, when you're hungover. And and then you're like you know and you could actually experience, oh man, it's like when the club lights come on. I think I mentioned it um, in a post uh, that Vegas during the day is like um, when the club lights come on and the person that you were talking to uh, looks nothing like um, she did three seconds ago when the club was dark. Um, that's kind of how I feel about Vegas. And also, I don't want to rip on Vegas because uh, people live here. I'm just at the Strip, right? So I'm sure there's parts of Vegas that are um, not like that, and there's lots of adventure and, and a lot of things to do. I mean, it would be like saying uh, to someone who comes to Los Angeles, you know, I'm staying at on Hollywood Boulevard, and it's a fucking armpit. Um, and yes, it is, right? That's like Hollywood Boulevard is only uh, a small a fraction of what Los Angeles or California represents, right? So um, I am at, uh, in the Strip, so it's, a, it's not – I'm not saying all of Vegas. I'm just saying just <laughs> this area. Okay, that's my revelation for now, for today. I often forget to breathe. I will be 
sitting there eating and realize I'm so tense and I realize, oh, I'm not breathing. So I have to consciously take a deep breath and let it out. Uh, I, I forget constantly. I don't know about you, but I'm also a chest breather. I don't breathe um, through my diaphragm. I don't do the deep breathing like you're supposed to. I do the shallow uh, breathing, uh, and, and I, I'm trying to train myself to breathe deeper, inhale um, more, exhale longer, instead of this uh, shallow breathing, which I've been doing my, uh, most of my life, and my shoulders get tense. I also bite my lip, so I uh, forget that, um, and it's just a, a weird habit of just biting my my bottom lip and um and i just forget to breathe anyway so one of the things i've been doing is uh it's an exercise and if you're listening to this i mean obviously you are i would uh, like for you to do it as well so unless you're driving close your eyes and we're going to take a, a deep breath through the nose and i want you to breathe in love Whatever love means to you, uh, positivity, optimism, just breathe in love. And then when you exhale, release negativity, whatever that looks like for you. So maybe it's worry, dread, what someone said to you. Release anything that is keeping you at a lower frequency. So one more time, breathe in. You're breathing in love. Think about the color of love, what it feels like. Maybe it's a, a moment of you sitting uh, on the beach with the, the, the breeze hitting your back, toes in the sand, I don't know, but whatever love feels like to you. And then you're exhaling things that you need to let go of. Or maybe it's a way of thinking, or maybe it's a, a weakness you have, or an unhealthy pattern. All right, last time, breathe in love. And release, let go of, exhale, all the things that you need to release and let go of. I find this to be really helpful. It makes me feel lighter. And it's not just, um, you know, a, a, to remind myself to take deeper breath. But I, I like the concept of taking in love. And I don't just see love as like, you know, romantic love. Um Love as an energy, love as just air, you know, um, taking that in. And then I, I like um, the idea of exhaling the just all the crap that we carry every day. And I think we forget to um, we forget to exhale, you know. Um, to release, to let go. And I feel like life is all about the exhale, um, not just the inhale. I think that through the day, there's a lot of stress. There's, you know, uh, just a daily stress of of just life and work and, you know, um, relationship stuff. And on top of that, you know, the our, our cognitive distortions and all the shit that's happening inside, the conversations we're having with ourselves, self-doubt, worrying about the future, 
living in the past, reflecting on stuff that happened, regrets, you know, all of this stuff. Like it's to be a human being, is a, it's like swimming upriver every day, right? And and then on top of this, if you are, you know, um, struggling with an addiction or something, that's a whole nother mountain to climb. And so we go through a lot daily. And I think that um, if you're not releasing, if you're not exhaling, if you are not um, breathing, then you're holding on to the rock. And, it, and, and the visual I see is just holding on to this rock and the, the river is just pounding you, you know. And I think to um, to flow, to swim, you know, to let the current take you, so life isn't so ex- exhausting. You gotta breathe. You gotta um, take in the good, and then release uh, release the whatever you're carrying, the negative. And I think the releasing allows you to let go of the rock. And if you're doing this, you know, a few times a day, if you're if this becomes a um, hopefully it does a pattern, a practice for you. Um, it makes your shoulders less tense, you know, and you're learning to swim. And sometimes um, you get through the days by things like this, just a simple breathing exercise. And um, a lot, a lot of people meditate. Uh, I struggle with meditation. Uh, I, I still, you know, try it. I still try to do it as much as I can. I'm not good at it. Um, and I know that meditation isn't, isn't about a performance and you're, you're not supposed to see yourself as good or bad. I, I get all that. Um, it's it's. I think because I haven't done it enough, it hasn't been as effective. So even something like this, this kind of practice, I'll do it for a couple of days and then it, you know um, the wheels will fall off. I'll forget about it. And this is pretty common for most people, right? So Try to do it more than a day, and um, if you notice that it's helpful, um, you'll continue, hopefully. And um, if it's not helpful, that's okay, too. Then you'll um, do other things that are helpful. What's important is that uh, you are doing something instead of just allowing um, life to smack in the face every day. You know, it's easy to drown in this life um, just because of you know, everything that, uh, that we go through and compassion, gratitude, forgiveness, these big words, um, a daily practice and, uh, combining that with breath, letting go of whatever you need to let go. Thank you for listening. Be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that, and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo. Journey coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.